So, welcome to Spot the Lie, the latest in the freight train of white males who think they can run a podcast. We're three longtime friends who figured, fuck it, why not? Thought we could start a pod kind of about everything? I mean, if fucking Joe Rogan could do it, that fake intellectual, what the fuck are we doing? Anyways, we're two late 20-somethings and an early 30-something, I mean, borderline 30s, mid-30s, I mean, come on, let's be honest here, he's basically fucking cashing his 401k already. Uh, and we created this podcast to be the weekly source for sports, news, history, uh, pretty much everything in between. Um, so we're shooting to release these pods weekly. Uh, be on the lookout for new Spot the Lie episodes every Friday, kind of as a way to get your mind right ahead of your Friday pregames. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, figured we, we'd start the first episode of the pod by introducing ourselves. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Cuffy, uh, just your run-of-the-mill Cam Newton apologist, who still has wet dreams with Tom Brady. Uh, anyways, Hugh? Sup, Hugh Jundies, another co-host, been in the kitchen all day cooking up some winners for all you squares. Uh, stay tuned for the pre- stay tuned for the pick of the week. On to producer Bully. Hey, I'm Bully on the ones and twos. Just a washed-up middle school athlete who perpetually leads his fly down. Um, ready to kick it off, boys. So let's we'll start with the rundown of the last week in sports, working backwards as always, which starts us off with the return of RG3 and the debut of Trace McSorley. All right, so this game uh, was awful. The NFL moved it almost a full week after Lamar got COVID, but anecdotally, they made the Broncos play with a guy who hasn't played quarterback since Pop Warner. Um, Steelers win this one. Thoughts, boys? Well, I mean, RG3 is just like Murphy's Law walking. Like, everyone in their mother knew that at some point he was going to do – he's like the, the the old guy in, like, a wreck pickup game that, like, one time down the court is doing something that's just like, what are you doing, man? Like He's James not... Winston without the touchdowns. <laughs> Take, but, I mean, like, no. I mean, like, we all knew. I mean, the guy's like a fucking – like a, a China plate. Like, he, he, you, you touch him, it's just boom, glass. Yeah, so that, that run was, that he faked the injury on was almost impressive. And sir, he was in the fake, next play. Fake the injury, sir. He was in the next play. Yeah, he was all he's. How old? Is he? he rolled his ankle running straight. I, I, and he still got the first down. Yeah, that's all that counts. Not gonna lie, I thought that this was. I thought that Pitt Pittsburgh was finally gonna get caught. I mean, they have to be the worst eleven and zero team. So, history. yes, they are, and they're probably gonna go undefeated. Because no, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, continue, but I don't, I'm putting they the don't, they only play two tough games left. They have the Browns on week 17, which they might already have everything wrapped up, and they have the Colts. Colts are good. That's we, what I'm we, saying. We gotta get out of this mindset like the Colts are good. Like, that's Phil what I'm Rivers, saying. That was a terrible decision that they brought Philip Rivers there. One, two, Browns are easily gonna win that game, and easily mark my words here while we're recording this. The Steelers won't have anything to play for. So, of course, they're going to win. It's a, it's a double win. Also, about Big Ben. So, his quarterback coach got COVID, right? Big Ben was not deemed a close contact. He's probably the only quarterback in the league that would not be deemed a close close contact with his own quarterback coach. He doesn't listen to him. You think he listens to him? Who was the, who was that the drunk quarterback coach? Uh, he, was, he ended up being like the... The offensive coordinator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Todd Haley. Yes. You yeah, think who made, like, Ben yeah. would actually, like, listen to his advice? No, that's why he got him fired. <laughs> I mean, the guy was also, like, 
passed out drunk in an Applebee's parking lot in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But he's a know. swinger, man. They live a different lifestyle. <laughs> leave, leave that garage door up just a couple inches, you know? Yeah. What else do you expect? Nothing they heard. No, you fuck. So you don't uh, think like you don't think Big Ben Light up there in Buffalo can give the Steelers a run for their money in a few weeks? Oh, that's right. They do play the Bills. Wait, how do you just ignore that they play the Buffalo Bills? Yeah. It's in Buffalo, you said? I don't know if it's in Buffalo. Let me check. www.google.com. It's in Buffalo. Yeah. They have to play like three games in 12 days or something like that. It's tough. And that's the end of their 12-day run. But they could go undefeated. Uh, yeah. Anything could happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, if they go undefeated, they're definitely going to lose like first round of the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to be there with like last year's Ravens. Yeah. But I mean, they, they should not be. They should not be finishing with the number one seed, though. It's going to be Kansas City's to lose. So, moving back, we have uh, any thoughts from Sunday's games? Seem to be a pretty run of the mill slate. Um, Chiefs Bucks was pretty good. Chiefs yeah. pulled away that win, but the Bucks kind of come back too short. I mean, they ran out of time. The classic run out of time. Uh, that one was. I mean, the Bucks should have won that game. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know. I, I know that. I completely disagree. I think the Bucks are super overrated. Well, no, it's undisciplined, it's, this... and they they. Their defense is overrated, and their offensive line doesn't give Tom Brady any time to do what he's good at. It's Arians. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, if it was actually really refreshing hearing Romo on the call and being like that. I think there was one. It was like a little like hitch route on with like Evans, and like he like sent, or like he like went straight or something, or he went too deep, and it was like a wicked bad incompletion. Oh, he missed Brady. the cross. Yeah, and like yeah. everyone, like if you just looked at it as if you were like a guy off the street, you'd be like, oh, what the fuck, Brady missed that throw. Romo really explains like, yeah, like the wide receiver has to see that linebacker coming up to blitz and fill where he went. And like, that's Tom knows that he sees it like already ahead. So it, it was really fascinating that. And, but that's like a microcosm of the issues with like Arians. It's like, I mean, you see it all over the lines. Like the articles are almost ad nauseum at this point where it's like, yeah, he had the same problems in Arizona. Yeah. And it's like, dude, Tom is great it's like a death by a thousand cuts that's kind of like his bread and butter like once you start going and then like every so often you hit it over the top for a big one like yeah someone who is you know a patriots fan through and through i saw that that's why it was like oh seven was such an aberration it was like holy shit we have randy moss take the top off the defense like that wasn't really his game and it's like dude this guy's been around 20 years like he's a known commodity let's not try and put a square into a round hole you know when they could run the ball those gronkowski seam routes off play actions are just so delightful dude they're so sexy so and uh, like gronk is like apparently looks like super healthy now like like he doesn't wear his forearm you imagine an offense with bruce arians and like rogers or stafford which is like a cannon arm (laughs) they would never win anything for one because they would just be like rogers currently oh yeah because your pats are doing really great this year we had we had our time in the sun. Go back there. <laughs> That's my it was one big That's upset. My takeaway from this Sunday. My one takeaway is that when you have to watch games of like the D-list announcers after a few weeks, it make you not want to be a football fan. It's just like ugly football. I mean, you you know it's it's like it's like a loud sigh. You're like ah, shit. Like it's what's that? Like the ah shit. Here we oh, go no. again. That's literally me. 
me every Sunday watching like Kevin Hart. Or, like wh- who's like the shit guy? Whoa, 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 I, yeah, whoa! Yeah, I caught okay. myself. Pump the fucking brakes there. <laughs> it was. It's like fucking like Ian Eagle or some shit. Oh yeah, that guy looks like the penguin. Oh no! It's like the other Gumble who's not famous. Yeah. Um, but both of them. It was no. It's um, bully. The thing that got me off was phrasing. Phrasing. We're gonna we're gonna rewind that. That was that's a tough. The thing that made me laugh was like, the cameramen were all drunk. I mean, the, there was like oh, a yeah. run of the mill field goal, and I thought it went wide left. And I, I thought was, he like, kicked it out of the stadium. And it was like dead right between the uprights. I couldn't have been better. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And it was like the midway through the first quarter, too. I mean, Jesus. Wow. Is this all the, the only now? things they got right were the punt returns where you see the guy wave his arm and usually they follow him and the punt lands somewhere else. But because he was going somewhere else anyway, you see the punt land perfectly. <laughs> uh, see, I watch Red Zone, so I don't have to have to deal with these issues. I hey, just watch the, the highlights. The punt is an offensive play. It's, that's true. So there was one big upset. We had the Falcons absolutely demolish the Raiders. But so fuck. they're just but they're fuck. just done. Bite right? the pillow. Go and drive. The Raiders. No, no. This might be just what the Raiders need. You know that like kind of late season bad loss. Light a fire. Let a light a fire under your ass. Yeah, but this is the Raiders last year too, weren't they? They were in the same position. They were six and five. They were in control of their own destiny for the wild card. They lost to, like, the Jets and then just fell apart. No, I I think Carr's a little bit – he has, like, more balls this year. I don't know. This is terrible. He also has 13 fumbles on the season. Okay. Yeah. He's done. He's getting used to the new turf. New turf in Vegas, even though I know this game was in Atlanta. New turf in Vegas. Actually, it's grass. Atlanta's grass? No, 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 in Vegas. Oh yeah, it's like Arizona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they rewind it. Wait, they rewind it? Well, they don't rewind it. That's not the right word. They they grow it out of the stadium and then they, they bring it back it. in. We yeah, the it. time lapse videos. That's what I was getting at. That's a fo- that's fast forwarding. They wouldn't rewind. Yeah, I don't. Well, they rewind it when they take it out. It's, crazy it's still fast forwarding. What's crazy about Derek Carr is when he signed his contract, it was like two years ago or something. He was the highest paid quarterback in the league, and now he's making like. 20 million a year it's like chump change yeah he's making mess- less than like mike glennon Hugh, <laughs> that's your lookalike wow you got a big ass neck wow if you were an animal you'd be a giraffe okay speaking of mike glennon have you guys gone through the jaguars backup quarterbacks like saga like luton has a huge neck glennon has a huge neck gardner Minshew does not have a neck at all Anyways, that's an aside. Going back to Thanksgiving, we only had two games there because, again, Lamar had to get COVID, spending too much time with his family probably. Not something you'd see Aaron Rodgers do. I just want to point that out. Wow. Also, my dog whistle kind of acted up right there. I'm just going to say it. What? <laughs> just saying. Did two teams score 41 points on Thanksgiving. I must have been too drunk to remember that. Speaking of that, what is like – we're kind of shifting gears a bit. All right. Like, we get it. It was kind of shit games on both games. The kind of exciting game was the second one. It was Dallas, uh, the Washington football team. But I have an issue. I always, for holidays, Thanksgiving in particular, because obviously Wednesday night, you know, Thanksgiving Eve is the big, you know, towny night. You go to your local town bar, send a bunch of 
really risque texts to either high school exes, girls that you had a crush, whatever it may be. I mean, whom's amongst us hasn't. And I'm always de- like decapitated on Thanksgiving Day, like so fucking hungover that I can't even like function. And then I'm like, I'm getting the shakes at like 4.30. And finally, by like 7.30, I'm able to like take a sip of alcohol. And then I just repeat the whole process again. It's some like vicious cycle. How so do you, like a normal, how do you like, even eat anything on Thanksgiving? The, well, that's the thing. It's like this year I was a little bit better where like I was like, one, I didn't eat breakfast. Just straight up. Got up, super hungover, didn't eat breakfast. I was like, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to have a wicked appetite. Like, gonna... For some reason, my family, we didn't have Thanksgiving until like 4 o'clock this year. We normally have it. Okay. I shit you not, 12.02. Like, so it is the earliest what is, thing. What is the acceptable time for a Thanksgiving dinner, too? 2.30 or 3. All right. Because my girlfriend was like, we're going to have dinner at 2.30. And I was like, we're, that's a fucking lunchtime. No, what are we doing the, here? That's the accept- It's like 3 o'clock. Uh, yeah, like that I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the earlier side. I'd say, yeah, sometime between like 1 and 2. Because then you miss maybe parts of the beginning half one of the and two, first he game. Says. You miss no because if you're if you're thinking about football and if you you want to watch it that way you can have dessert through football and then you can have seconds that's, for the night game. See, this is why you do it like a little bit earlier. Is that the seconds is basically like your dinner, yeah. and you get it like yeah, like the second half of the second game. But the key, I'm talking no, about, I'm talking back about the the, drinking. Yeah, go back to the right. key. The key to the usually with a with a family event like this, the key is especially around aunts bring a bottle of champagne mimosas because one you can drink in the morning two it's a little hair of the dog and it's classy when mm-hmm. you put a couple like frozen berries in there yeah so you, the the answer is you just keep going <laughs> but like if i keep going i will literally vomit and i'm not trying to vomit when it's just because of co- corona me and my parents <laughs> it was a tough bit i mean my dog too but like it was it was yeah. tough. It was definitely like and it's like I kept it, it's I hard kept to it all, it's hard to hide away on the cousin walk this year for Thanksgiving. I kept it all in house too. Like believe me, I was just on the couch. I was like, no, I'm just tired. Like I was just up late last night. Like don't worry. Like meanwhile, I'm getting like the fucking shakes. I'm sweating. Like yeah, it's like, really knew. hot, really cold. They knew. Uh, <laughs> That's what and, happens when you're singing Rob Thomas at 3 a.m. Well, I mean, so apparently we're not even gonna get we're not gonna get into it on that. But it was a wild. It was a wild night, and we didn't even do shit. Anyway, our next segment. It's a topic of the week, kind of topical. We're in the holiday season. We're getting in the swing of things. You know, there's your traditions every year. You know, the Friday after Thanksgiving in my household, we put up the Christmas tree, take out all the nutcrackers, you know, put up the garland. And what's on TV in the month of December? But Christmas shows, Christmas TV specials, Christmas movies, um, old school ABC family. I believe it's called Freeform now. No fucking clue why they changed that name. But Charlie Brown is always a staple from Halloween through to Christmas. Charlie Brown might be, dare I say, one of the goat. At least it's on, it's in discussion for like a top five. Charlie Brown is, is a, is a, it's the entire cuffing season. It's it's true. That's true. Valentine's day. There's an Easter beagle. Yeah. There's no, there's no summer Charlie Browns, right? It's just like the, the winter holidays. I mean, you don't see like a late, like Charlie Brown, Snoopy and, Justin Pierre Paul shooting off fireworks. Opening day, Charlie Brown. <laughs> it's Labor Day, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Season means a production, Charlie Brown. <laughs> the but angels like, here, Charlie Brown. <laughs> so anyway, so that, that got us to thinking, um, you know, Charlie Brown, there's a lot of meat on this bone, no matter which way you slice it. And 
it might have been on TV lately, and I might have had a few thoughts in my head, and I, I kind of just wanted to open up to the crowd. So, you know, I, before we were taping this, I, I kind of I went to Hugh and Bully, and I said, you know, let's just do Topic of the Week, Charlie Brown. I, I think, you know, he's fascinating, because if you actually look at it in today's day and age, it's kind of fucked up. All the characters kind of fucked up. And it also explains, I think, a lot about, at least me, and like how I came to be, if I was like, oh, this is one of my cultural touchstones. So I guess I'm going to open up the floor. Um, before I do that, Hugh, how big of a deal were the Charlie Brown premieres when you were growing up? I know that that really must have been a big deal. Did you listen yeah. to that video? Did you have to all like gather at the one kid who had a TV? Yeah, what was, what was it like when, when they had to remake them in color? Yeah, it was actually crazy. So we didn't even have a color TV back then. So we used to just watch them all in black and white. So it was really something when I got my first color TV in 1980, 1998. <laughs> you see them all in a Technicolor for the first time. The day after Thanksgiving used to be called Black and White Friday uh, for a while there. Yeah, Wizard of Oz was very confusing for Hugh growing up. It was. <laughs> so I don't, I don't was, get it. There's no Kansas. Yeah, it's black and white, and then they made it color, and he's red, yellow, colorblind, or red, green, so he can't say anything anyway. So I guess I'm, I'm open up to the floor. This is super wide open. We, we None of us have consulted each other. Literally, the only thing was just, Charlie Brown, watch a couple episodes, whatever. Thoughts? Um, Hugh, go first. What I guess, what are your what, what are your big takeaways? So, Charlie Brown. Let's talk about Charlie Brown, I think. That's the elephant in the room. So... When we were first discussing this, I guess I shouldn't go down this road. We we said simp or school shooter. Now I fall under oh, neither. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind a little bit. Say that again. So Charlie Brown, we were discussing this, and we thought, is Charlie Brown either a simp or a school shooter? Now I am staunchly neither. Wow. And I'll explain. Charlie Brown, one is too pathetic. Or not too pathetic to be a simp. I guess that's counterintuitive. But he he doesn't really show interest in being a simp like somebody like Linus would be. Two, he's not a school shooter because he's just like too depressed to be a school shooter, right? That's, that he's, was actually one of my notes was I, he is massively depressed. This guy is the biggest sad boy. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I wrote no caps, taking notes, confirmed sad boy. <laughs> so I was going to say he's more like a Kevin Spacey type. Where he needs whoa, to get whoa. later in life. Whoa, bro. Whoa. Is this the line? <laughs> we find Kevin, the line? Kevin, Kevin Spacey is beyond canceled. I mean. All right. I was also going to, I also wrote down also, Golden also State talking, Killer talking. type. That's a little triggering for Cuffy talking about the Kevin Spacey. All right. Let's, let's reel it in. That's All right. true. Let's calm we'll get to that in episode 100. <laughs> No, but that it was isn't that exactly school shooter vibes? Like super impressed. No, no, no. So no one really understands him. And like you just said he resembles Kevin Spacey, who is like no. I think yeah, I think some of yeah, the social geez. cues are off. He gets bullied and he can't do sarcasm. There's uh <laughs> this, he tries to attempt sarcasm, but he's like, Nobody sent me a Christmas card. And they're like, Yeah, Charlie Brown, of course I didn't. He's like, It was sarcasm. Just no <laughs> also I, I watched the Thanksgiving special. He said holidays, quote unquote, depress him. Yeah. yeah there's, there's no spirit. That. There's no joy. Uh, he the fact that he's the, the he title character. Yeah. 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 He's also extremely gullible. He'll fall for anything. The fucking football. Lucy again. Well, yeah. He's the most gullible person alive. I mean, also, believe me, I have a. I'll, I'll wait, but keep going, Ken. I, oh, I also just think that for, for the Christmas card thing, I mean, going on that 
you went from like school shooter to serial killer vibe. He does say he likes sending Christmas cards as a child, which is kind of weird. He could send like an ultimate like ransom note or write into a newspaper. He'd create a blog. Like, he he'd easily he'd big call my vibes. I he's a fucking guy. I, I just don't think, like him. I don't like him. Even his dog doesn't like him. Snoopy's chilling. Also, but like he okay, so here here are my thoughts about Charlie Brown. So simper school shooter. The reason why we even thought about this is that like the kid can only take so much. A man can only take so much before he snaps. And with between the footballs, possible schizophrenia because like he can't hear adults or authority figures. All he hears is like nobody can, to be fair. Well, do we unless we think I mean because there's scenes without Charlie Brown, so now we're getting into the whole Charlie Brown cinematic theory. <laughs> the canon. Of Charlie Brown. Yeah, the canon of Charlie Brown. Is it all in his head? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's where the schizophrenia comes in. If it's all in his head, he's even more depressed than he's showing to be. Because even in his head, nobody likes him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he kind of he has that motive. Like he, he's trying to get the um, he's trying to get the, the 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 little redhead girl to date him. He, like, wait, wait, wait! No, he, no, 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 no! He's not he, trying to get Pepper Matt. No, 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 you never see. No, no, no. It's a different person. It's a different person. It's the little redhead girl. That's all you know about her. Yeah. And he can't. This is where I get the stalker vibes from. He'll he'll do. He'll do anything for the little redhead girl. But he's like that mega alt kid who has to disagree with all the other kids. Like, can never get that girl because she won't pay attention to him. I feel like you both are just making my point. I don't think that makes a school shooter. I think that makes like a serial stalker slash assaulter. But like, I feel like we're, we are splitting hairs. I don't. I think I don't think he's gonna have the self confidence by high school to pull this off. He needs to like go to college and find himself and create a plan. He's not just gonna go into like a the room UT and start shooter? shooting people. Like he's gonna he's gonna plot something out. He's gonna be like Timothy McVeigh. Like he's like gonna have Virginia an idea. Tech. Virginia Tech. The fucking UT guy, the guy who went up the clock tower, which is like, okay, that, chow, chow, chow. well, yeah, that's technically a school shooter, I guess. Yeah, guys, come on. <laughs> okay, I just, so I, I just think he has a grudge. Like he, he he's <laughs> he hates. You think school shooters are grudges? He, no, I'm agreeing with you. He's he he has that like anti-commercial vendetta, and he wears an Elmer Fudd hat, a notorious. Uh, um, torture of small animals um he probably idolizes that so he would be a proud boy can we just say it dude no so i thought you were gonna say that if he's anti-capitalist or whatever he'd have like a rose in his avatar on or in his name on twitter like a dsa guy (laughs) 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 are you saying are you saying charlie brown is like 1960s soviet bolshevik uh propaganda he would have he would have been involved (laughs) in the paris student revolts of 68 let's just say that um, <laughs> if if Charlie Brown was a real person, Sasha Baron Cohen would play him in a movie. Jeez. I was actually going to say Paul Giamatti, but well, that's you. Okay, that's not true. Anyway, so I approach this from a different. I approach this topic from a different aspect. Uh, as an aside, fun fact: uh, Peanuts takes place in Minnesota. You learn something new every day, huh? So I went through all the main characters, though. And I kind of educated my, my thoughts, my, my higher, my overarching thoughts. So we, we had Charlie Brown. I'm going to go through the other main characters. Uh, and I hope that we have a discussion about each one. <clears throat> so Marcy. I wrote down, um, pretty sure she's a lesbian, maybe a bi. Definitely went to Wellesley or Mount Holyoke, and she won't shut up about it. Isn't Marcy into Charlie Brown? 
No, no, no. That's Peppermint Patty. No, 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 no. no. Okay. I think no, no. you've only seen the Jeez. Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. <laughs> Marcy's definitely in a pepper and Marcy and Peppermint Patty are in a Charlie Brown. But Marcy doesn't say anything because she's afraid of Peppermint Patty. The same reason Charlie Brown doesn't tell Peppermint Patty that she's not interested. Well, no. Speaking of Peppermint Patty, there's a lot of, there's lots to unpack about Peppermint Patty. One thousand percent. There's a lot there. Thousand percent lesbian. The golly, why can't I act right outside of a baseball game? That right there. Also, yeah. uh, I think she might have been my first introduction, like when I was a kid, to like lesbians, like girls liking girls. Because I mean, like, what was I like five or six? Like, I I really been exposed to that type of stuff. Uh, it was also the character I had a crush on as a kid of the Peanuts characters. I feel like that explains a hell of a lot about me. Um, you guys probably already knew this, but like that definitely it makes sense, you know. Uh, Sally Brown, uh, Charlie Brown's little sister. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down a uh, future SEC girl. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Georgia. Georgia. I mean, if this takes place, if this takes place in uh, Minnesota, she's probably some like Big Ten. No, no, she she definitely uh, she's going gonna leave. Out. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna leave. <laughs> she's she's so dumb, and yeah. you know what? It's she's just, gonna she's gonna leave join a sorority in Georgia, and just like marry the first guy that like she starts dating. It's gonna be a piece and by of dating fun. we mean hooked up during the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, and like would hits her up at like two a.m. being like, "Where you at? What you doing?" Uh, yeah, so that's that's Sally Brown. I feel like that's perfect. Just put that on a shelf. She's done. Um, Wait, do you think Sally Brown's more of a main character than people you haven't mentioned yet? Or are you just going down? I'm, I'm just going down the list. This is this is no Thanksgiving rank. episode. No, no, this is not the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. This is just ranking. <clears throat> Here's one. This is going to have a lot of discussion. Schroeder. Schroeder Fox. So I wrote down Vibe. All caps, vibey. Um, and I think I think Schroeder, he definitely went to New York right after he graduated high school. Mm-hmm. He used to drink, he definitely drinks like jazz tea, as Kerouac would say. Um, yeah. I think he's the only one who got out of the hometown. I think he's the only one who left. No, he's back now. He's like working construction now. No, like, no. He, Schroeder, Schroeder's like playing like in the village, just fucking the piano, jazz clubs, just like smoking a cig just oh my god he is living the dream if yeah, i can be anyone on the show i want to be shorter I, th- I feel like he's a kid who his parents made him take music lessons when he was a kid but he still was like the quarterback until like seventh grade and then it's like eh, i don't want to do this anymore did drama and then went to new york i don't disagree yeah i agree i think that i think that that's also that everyone like charlie brown is like the guy is for the girl's perspective he's like the gettable guy and it's like, eh, like whatever like he's a nice kid like whatever slightly depressive like he might listen to the smiths every once in a while schroeder you're just describing you're, you're putting yourself in charlie brown's shoes i was just gonna no, say no, i was gonna no, say no. you're projecting yeah. a little yeah. bit yeah you're they don't secretly want charlie brown nobody secretly wants charlie brown other than apparently the lesbians according to you <laughs> that's what i'm saying they want him as a beard they know he's not gonna be a threat you know it's a fucking mid-60s they can't just be gallivanting around you know it's before the you know the cultural awakening um so that's schroeder i think that he's fucking homie uh, moving on to Lucy. Yeah, fucks. Lucy, she's a bitch. She went to Bowdoin. She is Pi Beta Kappa. <laughs> uh, she's also definitely a simp for Schroeder. That's the girls who pine after Schroeder. Are like these girls. Uh, oh, yeah. She, Lucy uses summer as a verb. She definitely gets too drunk too fast and then just is super annoying. So I also said that um, two last thoughts about Lucy probably would smash and definitely uses cocaine now. Oh yeah, so you would definitely smash. 
Yeah. She is yeah. the loud, annoying one. She's the one that, like, you kind of have to invite because, like, she's, like, in the friend group. But if she's, right. if you're ever cornered with her at a party, you want to fucking blow your brains out. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you'll take, the, you'll take the grenade for your buddy. Like, so, you know. It's not even that much of a grenade. It's just, like, dude, like, you, you know, it's, like, super annoying voice. Like, one of those girls. It's, yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with them. They seem, like, generally nice. But they're, like, she, she took risk. Psych 101 and now she's giving out psychiatric help for five cents. After she's been seeing a therapist for like seven years trying to diagnose the problems, like I don't get it. Like you just sleep with her and make her stop talking. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> but like, yes, basically, yes. <clears throat> Moving on down the list, we already kind of touched on it, but Linus, sip, bitch, uh, fringe guy, which also makes Charlie Brown sus if his best friend is the fringe guy. I mean, the guy carries around a fucking blanket for Christ's sakes. Yeah, Linus is tough. Linus is only there to make Charlie Brown look better somehow, <laughs> but like, and it barely even works because everybody still thinks Charlie Brown's too depressed. I mean, would you would you act any differently if Lucy was your older sister? Probably not. I mean, to be fair, I guess Lucy <laughs> really. did kind of I mean, screw that pooch to begin with. You could be like, what's what's that movie like? Cruel Intentions, where like the brother and the sister fuck, or like they want to fuck. That oh, that's right. not across the line, but everything that I say is across the line. Well, 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 one's a movie, Travis. You're making Lucy and Linus bang each other? <laughs> yes, they are not real people. Kevin Spacey did that to a boy, and probably other boys, too. No, he did to so, a lot of boys, I know. Yeah, so let's not... Yeah, sorry, I'm in the fucking moral high ground over here. Read Sun Tzu one time. <laughs> but wow. I also wrote down, Linus, probably a big Marvel guy. <laughs> Just feels like it. And um, oh, he feels he, like an attack. <laughs> he, I, I feel like he's he's too into like theology. He would be like, I can't. So speaking I of theology, I, I can't. I can't listen to. I can't watch Marvel because it it, it, it dude, takes on the Linus, complex. Dude, dude, my, Linus is the ultimate simp. He gave a box of chocolates to his teacher, which I feel like is a move that Cuffy did at least once. Did not. No, I would give gifts to my teacher. Because my mom would be like, give this gift to you. Yep, teacher. there it is. I knew that was going to be <laughs> Well, my mom made me give chocolates to the teacher. I didn't mean to. I didn't want no. to. So I want to I bring it back to Bully's point about theology. Uh, the last note I had on Linus was that most likely to be seduced by the town priest. Oh. Again. Yeah, he that's not across the like, line. Well, I mean, that he, he like... definitely did. He would easily be the altar boy who has to bend over or like be like, receive. Linus would? Yes. Everything bad happens to Charlie Brown. It'd be Charlie Brown if it's anybody. Charlie Brown's too depressed. Linus yeah, that's like, who they take. Linus would be like, okay. Uh, and then they shove the dick in. No. Receive the communion, son. Charlie Brown would do it. He'd be like, well, that's my lot in life. <laughs> you fucking... That goddamn like turtle that was super depressed from that one show. He's like, oh, shoot. You mean Eeyore, the donkey? <laughs> yes, the donkey, whatever. Same thing. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh... Moving on down. I mean, I mean, Winnie the Pooh is like the, the characters are. As... <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's he was my actually... favorite character. Yeah, because it's you, you, you are Linus. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So we're, we're switching gears a little bit. We're don't actually going to get. An, don't you have an older sister that you? Uh... Oh, I have an older sister. She looks exactly like you too. Does Lucy and Linus look exactly like each other? Not at all. Yeah. See, uh, there we go. Because they're cartoons. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit, kind of on the serious side. Um, so Franklin, um, I, I think that I, so I was doing some of the research for this. I didn't know like how big of a deal the introduction of Franklin was. So 
they introduced him in the summer of 68. Um, and wow. the first cartoon like strip that he was in, it's when Charlie Brown's on the beach and he comes up and they like build a sandcastle together. And Franklin says his dad's in Vietnam. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like two birds once like and um my thoughts about him was like necessity in the crew, great chiller. I think he's a glue guy. He just strikes me as like the guy who's like, like no so, one's wrong with him. And like like he definitely is like friend groups of like multiple friend groups and like can pull in like like if Peppermint yeah. Patty and Lisa and Lucy have like beef, he's immediate. Yeah, he's just the normal guy. Yeah, he's like the like the every like the comedic duo, he's like the straight man. Also, Charlie Brown, have you read about Charlie Brown's reply to being told that his dad's in Vietnam? Charlie Brown said, My dad's a barber. He was in a war too, but I don't know which one. What does that mean? <laughs> Korean or World War Two. So okay. World War Two. Charlie Brown's four. <laughs> so his dad doesn't have to fuck right when he's he was his dad Hugh English. Hefner? Dude, it's just the mid sixties. Yeah, if he went there when he was twenty, he'd be like forty five. He'd be like mid thirties. He would not be mid thirties. If yeah, if he went to sixty eight, if Charlie Brown is four years old. Alright, so it's Korea. Even then he's pretty old. Alright, you know what? I don't hear it. Moving along. We got we got Snoopy. I mean, I feel like it's like everyone pretty much like favorite by probably by consensus is Snoopy. Uh, I wrote like Wilder in his younger years. Definitely moved out to the suburbs to settle down. Uh, I also said, again, like I keep coming back to this, like think he, he reminds me a lot of like he's the dog version of Schroeder. So I thought he used to run around with the beats in the village. Um, also, speaking of the Thanksgiving episode, he might be the goat butter spreader on toast. He was putting the goddamn beat down on that butter on that toast. I mean, that whole premise of that show, that Thanksgiving episode, it's bullshit. Is, it's is absurd. It's they serve them the butter, serve them butter toast, toast. toast, butter toast, popcorn, pretzel sticks, gummy worms. Is yeah. that the worst of all time, or is he actually a genius? I think it's the worst of all time. They make sandwiches out of it. He, he hands them to his friends. Fucking Pepper Patty loses her goddamn I, gasket. I watched that like two days before our Thanksgiving. I was like, that's all we could have done for our friends. We could have just done that. <laughs> um. So, I mean, unless you guys have some uh, something else to add on Snoopy, I think we could move along. Uh, just I two just, more to go. I, I, I love his slight egotism and a little bit of, like, uh, uh, his self-grandeur, especially when he's fighting the Red Baron. <laughs> yeah. Snoopy knows the only reason that Charlie Brown has any friends is because of him. Does he have to bring Charlie Brown around? I think so, yeah. So, come on, man. No, they want you there. Charlie Brown's like, oh, no, last night Peppermint Patty was really weird to me. He's like, no, Snoopy's like, come on, dude. Don't be weird about it. I'll be fine. She was just high. (laughs) So piggybacking off of that, um, the guy who actually makes Snoopy look fucking like a loser, Snoopy's brother, Spike. (laughs) Fucking homie. Please tell me you know who Spike is. So he definitely. (laughs) Wikipedia, Wikipedia says. Snoopy's brother who lives alone in the California desert. Dude, dude, he literally, he tripped one time at a dead show in 77, and he's never been the same since. He's yeah. the definition of chill guy. He is yeah. Matthew McConaughey in a dog form. Just like, living alone in Joshua Tree, fucking vibing. Like, he does drugs that you don't even know about. They're still in, like, their fucking chemical compound name. They're like, oh yeah, dude, this is C3OH7, like, it's gonna fuck you up. Spike is who you want at your party. Snoopy is a settled down version of Spike. Thoughts? 
Yeah, no, Spike seems to fuck. He definitely has a trust fund. <laughs> you oh, you think Spike and Scooby come from like a rich family? I mean, Spike has. I mean, who's living out in the desert? I guess poor people, but. I mean, if you're like Spike seems to be one of those rich people who like got high one time and he's like, Oh, this is what life is, man. But in reality, he's like the He's into the like, wild kid. Oh, yeah. The meal but he's still get he's still got because of like whether he's the dog or it's that connection, he's still got that dependency on humans. So he's gotta come around once in a while. Right. Yeah. He doesn't know how to get kibble yet. No, so he, he also is definitely like launching an app that's gonna like change the world. Yeah. Big, big like Bitcoin. Ethereum he guy. just explains another app that already exists to you and he's like so there's like these drivers right everybody's a driver okay and like you order it on your phone and they'll come to you and you're like you're so uber like no no no, it's way different than uber and then he can't explain how it's different than uber yeah it, it, it's it's a sharing economy you know you know the future of work bro. gig economy we don't have to pay him either it's incredible yeah stay the fuck out of california though nevada's where it's at arizona um and then the last one <clears throat> pig pen I wrote down gray new Gloucester grad and heroin. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, is that there, is there, that's literally. We, we went through the rundown. You didn't even put Woodstock on your rundown. First fuck of all. Woodstock, dude. They got Woodstock's the biggest fraud this side of Mississippi. I mean, fuck Woodstock. I'm, You're putting pig pen on. We are already as a podcast. showered since. As a podcast. I, I don't stand up. I don't stand by this take that's coming. We are staunchly anti. I don't, I don't stand by. No, I don't stand by that. You're Fuck not. Woodstock. Fuck Woodstock. Dude, Woodstock's he, chill. He brings nothing to the table. He's just like Scooby's bitch. Is also no, is, not. Is Woodstock a he or a she? I think it's a she. She brings nothing to the table. I, I think, think she. I think it's a he. Okay, can we have the stats uh, department look it up? Yeah. Well, it's a he. It's a he. Yeah, oh, fuck. Well, he brings on the table. I disagree. Woodstock's the only reason. Woodstock. Is Snoopy's plug, man. You gotta have him. No, he's his fall guy. <laughs> he's not. He's the plug. He's always going to. He went to him before Thanksgiving to get all the tools and stuff. He puts I up the movie theater with him. Agree to disagree. All right, and so that wraps up our topic of the week. So now we have producer Bully with the fun fact of the week that definitely isn't depressing. Yep, not depressing. Fun fact of the week. It's actually a little a little topic. We're going to talk about advent calendars. Did anyone have an advent calendar when they were growing up? Cuffy? Huey's yes. Picks? I, uh, I I did, yes. Because, um, you know. Do you still have one? Do you still? Not, I bet you do. Not I bet you do. Me. No. <laughs> no. When I go back home. Is it in the mail? It, it might be in the mail. Advent calendars are the tips. You have a piece of chocolate every day. Advent calendars just started off as a way to put a finger up at your neighbor and say, I'm more religious than you. In the mid-1850s in Germany, what people used to do is put a, a line of chalk or piece of or paint chalk on their door. And they would do that to count the days as they go up to Christmas from the Advent. from the, uh, the And they didn't start putting chocolates and have like those paper uh, outlets to like 1950s. So it's a pretty recent sense. phenomenon. I feel like 1950s is just when like capitalism went wild, but that's I mean that's when they, for a different day. And that's also when we that's all when we adopted in God we trust. Shout out McCarthy, and you'd be like, oh wow, Jesus is about to fucking be born, which he wasn't even born on that day. He's fucking picked, like I just yeah. thought Advent calendars would go way back to like you know the 1500s or something. Nope, they're like 200 years old. Yeah, because they had to pacify them and turn them into Christians because they're all a bunch of pagans. 
Same difference. That's why they stole all their rituals. It's all bullshit anyways. That's my fun fact of the week is Advent calendars, nothing to do with the church. Now we go over to the Huey Pick'em. Y'all want to win some money? Put your hands in the air. Let's do it. All right, Hugh, over to you. All right, here we go. Three NFL plays, best picks of the week coming from Huey Pick'em. Just got out of my kitchen, cooked these up. Starting with number three is Minnesota Jacksonville under 51 and a half points. This is the second highest total on the board for these two offenses. This is insanity. Why, why are we giving it these offenses this many points? Yeah, but Kirk Cousins, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard, but he's the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Especially you didn't know that. Kirk Cousins is not a good quarterback. There are two running teams. They're going to run it. Running means running the clock, which means really? no way. not a lot of time left, which means not a lot of points. Hammer the under. Okay. All right. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your number, number two? Number two play, which I think you will appreciate this, is New England – as a pick'em at the Chargers. Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. I don't have to lay any points. Give it to me 10 times out of 10. Let's say also Bill Belichick against Anthony Lynn. I mean, that's also just, that. Yeah. I mean, that's, as a pick'em, they're basically equally performing rosters. I mean, that's like, that's like fucking Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson right there. I mean, it's going to be a fucking first round knockout. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a pick'em. You take. You, lay, you don't have to lay any points. You do it. Easy peasy. No brainer. All righty. Number one pick of the week is my Detroit Lions plus three versus the Bears. Matt Patricia is gone. My boy Fratty Stafford is free at last. And we are going to throw the ball down the field. Offense coordinator. They're gonna put up points on the Bears. That's a hot take. I would not. I wouldn't go near that with a ten foot pole. Um, so, so my my lock of the week, lock of the week, Indianapolis at Houston. Houston's plus three and a half. Upset alert. Houston wins outright. Money line plus one sixty five. Without Will Fuller, cash your tickets right Who's now. Who's Deshaun gonna throw to? Him damn self. Shout out Giselle. Hammer it right now. Thank me later. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm touching that with all of my body parts. I loved I it. I love that it. Ride with you. Uh, my other just like uh, uh, you know, let's let's pe- we'll peel down peel down the curtain. Uh, he was a degenerate gambler. Um, let's there's there's no no holds yeah. barred. Uh, what's your do you, do you know your record? Side. Where are you up right now? Are you good or you bad? Uh, I had a bad week last week. To be okay, what about overall? What about like the last uh, last, uh, week? last week? Pretty much cleaned me out. Quite I didn't a bit. say last week. I, I lost said last year. Well, yeah, but last week, I don't have last year. I, I start fresh every year. It's, it's oh, brand okay. new. It's yeah. a brand new year. It's a new so, year, new so, me. So in, in a month, you're going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm brand new. Yeah. All that money was gone. Fake. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly 20, how it goes. 2020 was the best year of my life because I didn't lose that much gambling. I lost about 20 units on Sunday, which is not good. So one of my worst days of gambling of all time. I hit it like 32%, but... Before that, I was up on the season, I, and trust how me. Much, how much were you up? I was up like Nine, ten units. units. <laughs> oh, ten units! <laughs> My best season of all time. Ten units. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna do some other things. When you're playing yeah. forty games a day. Well, so so just going down the board of the NFL, um, we should also diversify and get some college basketball in here as well. But I think uh, Cincinnati at Miami. 
Miami's favored. Um, minus 11 and a half. I think Cincinnati covers. What? Right? Look at that line. It's banana land. Dude. I think Cincinnati Dolphins covers. are cover machines this year. No, no. Fuck that shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, another one. Rams minus three at Arizona. Rams win and they cover. Well, yeah, they would have to cover if they won. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and then Giants at Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks win cover. No way. That's a double digit line. It's like 11 yeah. points or something. And notice it's 10. And I'm saying take it. And the Seahawks just barely beat the Eagles. Yeah, that it's. NFC East, I don't touch that. Fuck the Giants NFC. are a better team than the Eagles are. But they're at Seattle. So? They're East Coast going to West Coast. Yeah, there's no crowd noise. Seattle. I hate it's all fucking, those picks. It's a fucking plane ride. It's a fucking, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? You. Better? It's going to be me. All right, record it. Producer right, Bully with the yeah, record. It's on listeners, a fucking podcast. Listeners, take, keep track. Keep track. Seriously, someone's got to keep us honest. It's not sure yeah. shit. The guy who lost 30 fucking two units last weekend. I've already made my plays for the week. It's not true. I only have like five in. All right. So that was a Huey Pick'em Corner. Uh, we're, we're moving on to our last segment of the pod. Uh, thanks again for joining us. The This one, it's kind of like our sign-off. We're, we, have a, we have a lot of ideas in motion again. All right. So that was Huey Pick'em's Corner. Uh, thanks, Hugh. Pretty sure I'm going to win my bets. You're going to lose yours. No way. Um, Moving on to our last segment of the pod. Uh, this is also very much in, in the works. You know, this is our, our first go at it. Um, please submit any and all recommendations. We'd love to have um, any crowdsourced info. But for this one, it's we're talking about movies, TV, TV shows, music. Basically, just like um, the arts, cultural arts, kind of what's hot in the stove, you know, what's going on right now. And I think that the big thing that we all came to is that there was a, there was a hammer that came down from Warner Brothers today that said that for 2021, Warner Brothers is releasing simultaneously in theaters and on streaming devices. Basically, HBO Max got the bag. And they said at the same time, they're both going to release them. Theaters, obviously, their run can go as, as long and as successful the movie goes. But for every new blockbuster that they have or any new movie that Warner Brothers is releasing, it's going to be for a month on, on HBO Max. And then it's going to go. Um, I'm going to turn it over to, to the team. But I'm going to lead it off. This scares me. This scares me. I'm a guy who is staunchly team movie theaters. I love the idea of going to a movie. I love the act of going to a movie. I think it's vintage Americana. I think it's just like, you know, I understand that the prices have been going up. But with those prices going up, I've maybe this is just me. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts about it. But. You know, it's like those like fancy AMC theaters where they're like the the luxury recliners, or you go to the the Alamo Draft House where you know they serve you beers and actual real food to right to your table, and they have waiters. Like I'm willing to pay that to go see a movie, and like I filter the movies I go to based off of like okay, like I know that that's gonna be a fucking fire movie. Like I want to go see that at a nice surround sound in a nice leather seat, big ass diet coke or beer beside me, popcorn overflowing, you know that's just the memory that go to my head. And this kind of scares me because it's obvious. I mean, obviously it's the wave of the future as we've kind of done like the, the yeah, but I mean, yeah, this is where the future is going, but you can have both. This is what I think. I don't think it's an and or kind of thing. I think I can go to the movies and see big blockbusters 
like Tenet, like, you know, Marvel movies, Star Wars movies that are going to be a big spectacle. And for smaller movies that I don't really need the big experience to, I can watch it just sitting on my couch. I think that's a win for everybody. I yeah, love there's a, this. There's a reason why there's a reason why NFL stadiums are are sold out every weekend, but they still say it's the it's the you know the hottest sport to watch at home. Yeah, but like it's 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 a little different because I, I just think that like there's gonna be a shitload of like small town theaters or like smaller theaters that can't be like your main ones that are gonna like drop and it's like no gonna be, no no because no because they'll just they'll they'll do a couple blockbusters and then they'll do. A bunch of independent films that yeah, but I'm not talking about like, like, the even like I'm not talking about like the chains. Like the chains will be okay. I'm talking about like your like the mom and pop ones. Like even like, then the chains might not be okay because apparently I AMC think, yeah, I think, and I think the chains are worse off. They're the yeah. ones that are doing like they'll they'll have rent out the movie. entire theater. Yeah, quote unquote independent movie theater. They're gonna have like one or two top movies that you can bring your kids to, or are gonna be. Uh, like blockbuster movies, but then you're also going to have like reruns of of like cult classics, and then you're going to have smaller yeah, independent films. But that's not how theaters operate nowadays, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, where do you think that this? Yes, they do. I cultural they do. change. You don't. You think there's reruns? Cha- you think you live theater. in Nebraska? You live in the middle bump fucking Nebraska. Yeah. Your local movie theater is going to be one showing reruns of like classic movies, two showing any kind of independent movie. Or no. Re, like no, it's gonna this be- is why. So this is why I think if as people, growing if up in like can't afford to go to a movie, like once I mean, they can't afford to go to a movie, man. Like you know, people people in Nebraska can't afford to go to a movie, dude. That's that's kind of sus, right? It's a hot take, like, dude. Also, from the guy who lives in a state that is we're we're already rough. losing, we're already just cutting out Nebraska from the subscriber pool. Like just fuck Nebraska, we're done with them. Fuck Nebraska. Yeah. I'm actually I'm I'm okay with that. Fuck Nebraska. That's that's fine, but I mean, we can't just keep going down this road every episode. Next, then first it's Nebraska, if, then it's Kansas, and all of a sudden. Talk, but if you're talking about the experience and like the it's ticket, a state someone cares about, the food, the drinks, everything else, like going to the movies isn't cheap anymore. Yeah, sorry, no, I'm not it's sure. never been cheap. Inflation exists, but so I think this is better for the independent film scene because it's so hard to get into theaters because there is such a high cost to entry and theaters only want to play things that are going to draw people in so the theaters in smaller towns only play the big blockbuster movies and you can't see the independent films if you're living in a smaller market so now the smaller independent films that might not have been seen previously can find a life on on streaming where they usually find a life anyways a year or two years after they get released now those audiences can see him right away i mean but it's like some of those like you need to experience it in a theater like i feel like a fucking jabroni for even like saying this but it's like there is something to be said about Not like, like go to a theater there's plenty like, of movies you can watch without seeing in a theater that are like really. good independent movies not, not really, really. You, you, like, don't I, buy a 19 inch crt television and maybe you can buddy i don't have a you, you want to see my tv it's a big ass fucking tv yeah how big is it it's fucking 60 inches how about 65 <laughs> wow. with a sound bar. You're also 37. So like grow up. I'm just saying I'll watch Dune in my house. And then if it's good, I'll go see it in theaters. I have no problem with that. That's I, dumb. That's I, dumb. I, I, I agree. I agree. But I also agree with you, Cuffy, that if there's going to be not only like people that want to see movies in theaters, they're going to be a lot of directors and actors and quote unquote Hollywood that 
will not make good movies if it won't be in a theater. They're, they don't want those like direct to HBO or direct. You can say his name. His name's Christopher Nolan. It's also Scorsese. <laughs> or Scorsese. Yeah. It's cool. Scorsese did Netflix. Yeah, because they, they hand him the bag and a half. Yeah. yeah. They let, also, they let him do whatever the fuck he And wanted. guaranteed that if he got to do it. He got to fucking put a first ever premiere on Broadway, dude. They fucking like put up a one of the Broadway damn theaters. They convert it for like three weeks, two, three weeks just for a movie theater. Like straight out of like the fifties and sixties, so that people go there. Yeah, you know where they're not doing that, Nebraska. <laughs> it's got you there. Damn. Yeah, but like, <laughs> okay, let's look. Well, at, let's actually look at the movies that are being released. So like, well, no, no, Dune, no. Wonder at, Woman. No, 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 no. Those oh, are t- good t- movies. T- time out, time out. Like, actually, Mortal Kombat. Let's... If I can just eat an edible and sit on my couch and just watch Mortal Kombat, I'm not going to go to the theaters and watch Mortal Kombat. But if I can sit on my couch high as fuck and watch Mortal Kombat, fuck yeah, I'm all yeah, in. Yeah, it'd be fucking sick, though, to get high shit and go to theaters with your boys. <laughs> I did, I, but I mean, I do that anyways. Yeah, because you're older, but what about the kids now? The young and stuff. So I'm saying I don't have to be paranoid about it. I don't the people, fucking, the people like, on TikTok. This fucking 14-year-old kid is, kid is talking the entire time. If I shush him, he's going to be a look, and I'm going to fight him afterwards. I'm high and paranoid. Like you, you fight kids while you're high? Oh, I just get paranoid about it. But why would you fight a kid? Because you think they're going to fight you. You're 35 years old. Why would you yeah, fight Yeah, because it's like a 14-year-old kid. He's less than half your age. Why is he in Spider-Man? This is my movie. Because <laughs> he can. It's a freak. I, I'm not even going to... No, but okay. No, but the point I guess, I guess I was getting at is like, look at the track record of movies that have gone straight to like streaming versus like had a premiere were in theaters. Like just how, like, how they're received in like the the cultural like zeitgeist. Sure. So you're gonna say you're just saying like, like, 2021. Story, we're just not. I just think that like no like, good movies are gonna come out. So like Mare Story didn't have the same oomph when like it's a super good movie and like yeah Roma but, like, but like it didn't have the same oomph as like I don't know like what, what fucking movie came out like 1917 in theaters or something that like it's just Sound like of music. 1917. Wait, Sound of Music. What? What's going on in your brain? I was right just now? going at another movie that came out that was like a big release back in the day. Dude, no. What? The sound of, that's your good. What's going the on? The Sound of Music was a huge release. Yeah, it wasn't a huge release, though. It was a huge success. It wasn't a huge release. Yeah, it's like one of the highest grossing movies of all time, adjusted for inflation. Bully? Yeah, can we get our stats department on that? That guy? Adjust for inflation, Sound of Music is the highest grossing movie of all time. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Third highest grossing. What's, what, what are one and two? Star Wars and Birth of a Nation. Did you want me to say Birth of a Nation? I'm just kidding. Wait. It's it, no, it's, it's it's not, but it's uh, Gone with the Wind, which is pretty close. Oh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a letter. Birth of a Nation was number two. Fucking D.W. Griffith. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That movie is fucked. I've All not right, seen it because, wow. Travis, we, had to, we watched to do. it. Yeah, we watched it in college. Did you in college? You watched it in college because it came out when you were a junior. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my boys went down to the theater. She <laughs> I threw in a wooden. Man. I threw in a wooden nickel, pulled it out, gave me a little ticket. <laughs> See one of them talking pictures. <laughs> Is Buffalo nickel okay? Is that thing still a thing? <laughs> Can we say that on the podcast? Is that the is that the kind of nickel? Or is it like the, the commemorative nickels? Or no fuck quarters. Fuck. No, not the not the state ones. So I thought what the fuck's a buffalo nickel? It's like an old ass fucking nickel. 
All right. Wait, did you uh, just say? Did you just say went down to see one of the talkies? Isn't Birth of a Nation like the the first silent film? Isn't it? Is that what it's famous for? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a talking picture. Are you kidding me? No, I it said, had you know it was a silent film, but it had uh, music. Well, no, yeah, music, the, yeah. yeah, they would have a piano guy at each fucking thing. Like, <laughs> old time in Ireland, old time in Ireland. Yeah, um, it is Buffalo Nickel. All right, again, you win. Um, all right, guys, moving on. Sign off. Last, last things to say before we sign off for the week. Going to our weekends. Enjoy our beers. Our picks. Watch some nice football, some basketball. Follow us on Twitter. Go to Follow us on press. Twitter at at twit, on Twitter at Spot the Lie Pod on Instagram at Spot the Lie. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Spot the Lie. Hugh, bully, last words. Spot the Lie.wordpress.com for our blog coming soon. For the full slate of Huey's picks. See you all next week. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. Yeah. LD. Let's go. Yeah. LDI. You can't even wanna with the boy. Cause the way I'm living life is a motherfucking joy. I'm some grown man, BI. I could have been a girl or any ethnicity up in the world. But I'm rolling with the top bag. I ain't gotta worry where the cops at. I ain't gotta wear a fucking bra strap. Me and the crew are really doing everything that we like to. Man, it's a damn good day to be a white dude. Shit, I'm living good up in this bitch. Diggy rolling around the city, blowing good up in that weird. I ain't black or Dominican.